Welcome to this edition of the Inside Scoop. Everything you need to know for your student to succeed in the Cobb County School District. I'm your host, David Owen. Cobb County School District currently has about 112,000 students, and most of them attend the school based on their address of their home, but not all of them. Parents have the option to apply for their child to attend another school through a program or process called the School Choice Transfer. Here to shed some light on this option is COPS Director of Policy and Planning, Mr. Daryl York. Daryl, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Okay, so let's let's start just with the very basics here. What is school choice and why might parents need it or, or want it? Well, David, school choice is a transfer process where parents have an opportunity to apply for their child to attend a school other than the one that he or she is zoned to attend. Okay. Uh, this process is based on two state laws. We refer to them as Senate Bill 10 and House Bill 251. However, Cobb goes far beyond the minimum of, of those two laws. Uh, parents have a variety of reasons they may request, uh, convenience to work location, friends from church go to a different school. There are a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. and really in the school choice process, we don't even ask that question. Okay, so that's just free to apply. You don't have to have a good reason. It just has to be a reason that you value. Yes, sir. Okay, well, that, that's cool. What does the process look like? Each February, the district accepts applications for school choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the district website, we post a list of schools that uh, will be accommodating transfers for the following school year, and parents can apply online. Uh, the information posted will give a parent even the number of seats available. So if they have a choice of perhaps maybe two schools, uh, they can see that one school has more space available, their chances of getting into that school would be greater than a school with smaller number of seats available. So it's the availability of uh, seats in a classroom. How do they determine whether it's able to accommodate more students or not? Sure. We look at current student enrollment, physical makeup of the building, Uh um, the state has a a chart of how large a school is, how many students a a school is designed to accommodate. Okay. And we use all of that information to determine how many seats would be available at each individual school. Okay. So there is a capacity. Yes. All right. Yes, a transfer capacity. Just a matter of whether you're expecting. Now, this gets into an interesting and perhaps challenging situation for you guys then, right? Uh, It must be a real challenge, for example, at the beginning of the year, to know exactly how many seats are available, um, because I know that uh, some schools, it, it seems like uh, more kids show up than are expected, or, or maybe maybe fewer, which I guess would be less of a, an issue for you. But is that a, a challenge for the school choice uh, angle on registrations? Well, we start the process in February for the following school year so that we can plan appropriately for teacher allotments and a a lot of factors go into that. But by projecting so early, we have to use current data. Uh, How many students are currently enrolled? What's the enrollment trend of this school? Mm -hmm. So we, we bring in various data elements to take a look at how we would project how many seats a school will have next fall. Okay. So it's the best guess. It's a educated guess. Yes. Okay. And what what about trailers? I mean, uh, if, <laughs> you you could open a real Pandora's box by saying everybody could transfer if we just put enough trailers out there. I guess. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Cottages, <laughs> not trailers. Never refer to them as trailers. <laughs> Portable classrooms. Portable classrooms. Thank you, sir. So is that uh, is that the slippery slope uh, concern? No. The, the, 
Although we go beyond the state law in many areas, we also follow the state law on on many of our transfer programs. And the state law does designate permanent classroom space uh-huh. and portables by their nature are not permanent classroom space. So okay. we don't use those in the calculation, yeah. nor do we have the intent of overcrowding a school through a school choice process. Okay. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. You don't want to uh, create a situation for everybody in that school that's less than ideal. That's correct. Okay. So you've got a school, you've determined that it has seats available, but what if, say, you get, uh, I don't know, you, you've got uh, uh, 20 seats available and 30 students apply. How do you handle that? Right. So uh, at Owens Elementary School, oh, Lord. we have we have 20 seats available, <laughs> 30 students apply. Those 30 students are put into a random lottery. Mm-hmm. And basically, we electronically draw 20 names out of the hat. And those 20 students uh, are awarded those seats. The other 10 students, however, are placed on a waiting list. Okay. So as we continue the transfer process, if any of the original 20 decline the offer, mm-hmm. they've decided they do not want to attend Owens Elementary School, mm-hmm. then uh, number 21, who would be number one on the waiting list, will be contacted and the seat will be offered to that child. As the runner-up kind of. Thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that makes sense. That's uh, that seems. Uh, now, it's not a literal hat, though. Please no, tell sir, me no. it's, it's not a literal we, hat. We do everything electronically. Okay. Now. All right. Good. I feel better about that. Is there an occasion where a student would not be chosen for the lottery or would not be included in the lottery that parents would, would need to be aware of? No, the, the lottery is open to any resident of the Cobb County School District. Okay. And so as long as you meet residential requirements, you're eligible for the lottery process. As, as long as you would normally go to a Cobb school, yes, it, it works. But yes. if you're in a different district, then that's that correct. We do apply. not offer transfers for students from outside the Cobb County School District. Okay. So, what are some other ways that uh, Cobb County goes above and beyond for um, meeting the requirements in that uh, school choice law? A couple of things that we do include allowing parents to apply for up to three schools. So, on their online application, they can list a first choice, a second choice, and a third choice. We also provide priority for students who already have a sibling attending a school on an approved transfer. The intent there is to try our best not to separate families once they've already been approved for a transfer. Seems to be a, a really uh, helpful option for parents who otherwise might have kids at, at multiple schools at the same level. Right. right. We do have some parents, though, that um, especially at the high school level, their children are interested in different things and they may request to be at different schools. But if they want to be at the same school, we do our best to help accommodate that. In addition, uh, state law, for instance, requires that we do this process for two weeks. We do it for the entire month of February. So we accept applications almost twice as long. and. So we've really tried to give parents as much opportunity to access this program as possible. Okay. And how do parents know when that window happens? I mean, you you just said February, but is it literally the calendar month of February? Well, no, not February 1 to to 28. Um, It depends. For instance, this year, we will start accepting applications on February 4th. But in general, yes, we've committed to do this process every February. That gives consistency and communication with parents. They know to expect this information every February. Okay. Now, just a minute ago, you cited a theoretical family that might have uh, one student at one high school and one at another. What about transportation? How do they... 
Uh, how do they get the kids there? Do we provide that? In the no, business? transportation is not provided as part of the school choice process. Okay. Um, so that is one of the requirements that parents would have to understand. They'll be responsible for providing their own transportation for the students to get to school. Okay. So it'd be great for the high schooler to be a driver. Yes. But not all of them are. So uh, that's a reality parents have to face. Now, once a transfer is uh, granted or uh, received, is there ever an occasion where that could be undone or, or revoked? Well, there are some other expectations that we have. Um, some of them include, for instance, the student, uh, we expect them to have acceptable attendance, uh, behavior, academic progress. Uh, we're really looking, is the transfer in the best interest of the child? And if those expectations are not met, a, a principal can revoke a transfer. Uh, we also expect that students that are on transfer um, that the parents and guardians have a, a cordial and cooperative working relationship with the school. Uh, and there are times when, because of a student's continued absences or tardies to school, mm -hmm. uh, a principal has had to revoke a transfer. Because uh, as you mentioned, transportation is not provided, mm -hmm. but transportation would be provided to their local homeschool. And so we don't want that attendance issue to be a negative impact on their academics. That makes sense. I mean, you, you want your child to do well and you want to make sure that uh, you can consistently get them there on time. Otherwise, you're just taking up a seat. We have very few revocations throughout the year. I think our parents are very good at understanding the expectations. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if my student uh, is granted a transfer, I'm going to expect them to take advantage of that transfer yeah. and get the most out of their education they can at their new school. Sure. So they've got that level of commitment that gets them there. Right. Okay. So once you've gotten approval, do you have to go through that process every February? No. Actually, if you're approved for one level, uh, you can stay in that school through the highest grade. For instance, uh, if I'm approved at Owens Elementary School as a second grader, mm -hmm. that transfer will stay in effect through fifth grade. Okay. And I will not have to reapply for a school choice transfer until I'm ready to move to middle school. Or if I'm approved as a middle schooler, I do not have to reapply until I'm ready to move to high school. Okay. All right. So it's uh, levels only transfer. Yes. Okay. Well, that's that makes a lot of sense. A student who has been uh, approved for uh, school choice school uh, gets to grade five and they're looking to move to the middle school. Why do you have to do that reapplication process? Well, we have to take a look at the, the size of that school. And for instance, in your example of moving from elementary to middle, many of our middle schools are bringing students from four or five different elementary schools. Mm -hmm. okay. So we have to take a look at... Um, their projected enrollment, the size of their building. Um, we do provide a priority in that random lottery, though, that students, uh, we give priority for students to stay in that same feeder pattern. Mm -hmm. But there are some instances where, although the elementary school had room for transfers, mm -hmm. the middle school does not. We may not even offer that that next middle school. Yeah. So it's it still goes back to the very beginning of the process of determining whether it's available. That's correct. Anyway. It still goes back to the capacity of the building uh -huh. and how many students that school can serve. You know, what seems like it would be almost a straightforward thing, really and truly is not when you get down into the details of it, right? I mean, that's... That's correct. It, it, it is very detailed, but we try to make sure that we're very consistent uh -huh. for, you know, over 100,000 students that we have in, in Cobb County. 
we want to make a program or have a program that is consistently applied for all students. And that each student experiences the best situation on a consistent basis from year to year. Yes. And that every student has an equal opportunity within the transfer process. Wow. Well, I'm glad this is all on you and not on me. <laughs> Folks, we've been listening to Mr. Daryl York, the Director of Policy and Planning for Cobb Schools. Thank you, Daryl, for coming in and helping me and these listeners understand this process. No problem. If you'd like to learn more about the details of school choice transfers, hit the Cobb homepage at www.cobbk12.org and look under the Parents tab. There you'll see a link to the student transfers and uh, also spread the word that this podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Google Play Music. If you found these podcasts helpful or would like to suggest a topic, feel free to drop me an email at david.owen at cobbk12.org. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us on this edition of The Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.